0: The following podcast contains mentions of suicide. Listener's discretion is advised. If you are currently in a dark place and require a safe channel to vent, do not hesitate to contact Palian Kase hotline at 15999. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, kita jaga kita. Good day Malaysia! Welcome to episode 8 of I Am Malaysia's podcast. Hello ASEAN, can you hear me? I'm Kais J and I'll be your host for this podcast. So today we'll be talking about decriminalizing suicide on this episode of Hello ASEAN, can you hear me? So we're very excited to greet our two speakers for today, Roshan and Zulaika. Hi guys.
1: Hi Kaish, thank you for having us.
0: Hi, hello,
2: how's everyone?
0: All right so a little background before we start about Zulaika and Roshan so Zulaika is an uh, Zulaika is a former Padana fellow and she comes from a background of international relations and she is currently attached to the Ministry of Rural Development on the other hand Roshan is also a former Padana fellow and is currently pursuing a master's in public policy in University of Malaya and comes from a law background Uh, majoring in Public Prosecution. He is currently active in uh, several NGOs as a board member and is the communications lead at FLIP, known as the Future Leaders in Public Policy. And uh, he is currently working as a researcher in UM. So, hi guys! Okay, so without further ado, let's dive right into our episode for today. Decriminalizing suicide. Okay, so let's go with Roshan first. Roshan, what exactly uh, do we mean by decriminalizing suicide?
1: Yeah, thanks Kaish. Well, in Malaysia, it is still a crime to attempt to commit suicide. And if an individual commits suicide, he or she will receive punishment of imprisonment or jail time pursuant to Section 309 of the Malaysian Penal Code. Mm-hmm,
0: I see. and to uh, Zulaika, what is decriminalizing suicide to you?
2: Thanks, Kaish. Probably, uh, same as what Roshan has stated before, the, uh, suicide attempts or a- anything that's suicidal, uh, we should not see it as something suicide because for me, suicide is not a crime, it should be considered as a mental illness because these people are actually those suffering mentally. So, when you say that you want to put suicide as a crime, are these people actually hurting so for me when you're actually hurting i mean not actually hurting yourself but you doesn't do anything that harm the society it's just you and you're actually um, having to uh, fight your own stress and conflict I, I think that suicide is not something that should be criminalized mm-hmm. and why is it
0: currently important to raise awareness on this issue um, is like. That?
2: Um, for me, because uh, suicide is an effect or a result of mental illness as what I've stated before, it is an actually emotional illness that we should acknowledge as much as much as um, physical illness. Although that people doesn't really acknowledge it because we don't see it like physical illness, you can see it, but mental illness illness is something that you can't really uh, like see. So people see this as something. I, I think because some of us still think that it is uh, sensitive to speak about it, especially if you are coming from um, a kind con- a traditional background, family. So for me, you need to raise awareness so that people are aware that suicide is something related to mental illness. For me, it's, it's basically just mental illness issue. Good.
0: Thank you, Zulaika. And Roshan, um, what do you think are steps that can... Uh, be taken in terms of this issue to overcome this
1: issue per se sure well the smallest things matter in terms of what you and i can do raising awareness on our multiple platform organizations in malaysia that help people who are suicidals of being suicidal in terms of in time as due to the political instability this has been put to a halt at the moment.
0: And uh, Roshan, what do you think is the current narrative of fellow Malaysians regarding suicide?
1: From the pandemic, we've seen a rise in suicide cases. Approximately four people commit suicide every day in Malaysia following the recent decisions they do not tally. This is why it is imperative that whichever government comes into play decriminalizes suicide as lives are literally being lost.
0: Mm -hmm. And and what do you think are the factors of, of such perception, Roshan?
1: Well, it's an age-old British concept. Malaysia being a former Commonwealth nation, uh, the British rule was that your life is not yours to take. That's why suicide was deemed as a crime, something that was not moral and looked down upon in society. However, times have changed. Many Commonwealth nations have since decriminalized suicide. For example, Bangladesh and even Singapore, our neighboring nation. And they have shown promising results.
0: I see. And so like what do you think drives people to suicide, especially at times like this?
2: In my opinion, Kaish, uh, people tend to be suicidal at this critical moment. is because of unmanageable stress, maybe because unemployment and also lack of support system. For example, you don't have people that you can rely on for maybe you don't have your friends, you don't have your family with you and as of now, with COVID, you got mouth to feed for example you're just starting a family you got your child you got your wife you got your mother your father to feed so it's actually i think it's basically because of the unmanageable stress and also sometimes this might not apply in this situation but also um, people tend to to uh, go i mean go to, to the root of suicide is because maybe they have relationship problems i don't know I mean, emotional pressure and also um, uh, running from your problems, debts, for example. Yeah.
0: Right. So with all this, all these factors and this uh, perceptions towards um, decriminalising suicide and suicide by itself, right? I would say um, there are probably a lot of implications towards society. So, Roshan, what do you have to say about this implica- implication? Sorry, towards society.
1: Um, Well, studies have shown that since the pandemic, uh, the main demographic of people taking their life is unfortunately those within the young adults category. Now, if we don't decriminalise suicide, what message are we sending then to Malaysians, specifically the younger demographic who will one day lead our nation? At this point in time, where mental health is prevalent more than ever, in other nations as well worldwide we need to show as a country that we actually care for the person a person wanting to commit suicide needs help not punishment and majority of them consist of the youth demographic are we going to punish the youth for wanting to take their lives away or are we going to help them so that they can then improve themselves and serve the nation and be contributing well to society
0: yeah. Well said, Roshan. So we we understand that you know based on what Roshan mentioned and also uh, Zuleika mentioned, I think it's the idea that society has towards what um, suicide is and how, um, judging by how uh, history has written it and whatnot. So is stigmatization of suicide in society the root cause of criminalizing suicide? And if so. Um, how, in particular, Silica? So, let's go with you.
2: I think, in my opinion, it really have played a kind of a role. For example. People uh, who commit suicide or attempt suicide are seen as trying to avoid their problems. So in order for pe- for the government to prevent this from happening, they see that maybe by having some kind of act or a law, these people would not simply just um, decide to take like an easy route for them to commit suicide. And also for a country, like like, like with the law that they have, it's like a warning that if you end up your life and leave your responsi- responsibilities, it is like a bad move for you. Also, as Roshan has mentioned just now, that we are based from the British common law, in 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 British uh, in Britain itself, because back then the laws were mainly based on religion. So, when you put religion in uh, in making your law, you see that uh, sometimes you need to in line with the religion. For for example, they believe that oh, if you are not, it's not your it's not your role to take your life by by your own so they think that by making it a law these people would uh would be scared of doing so so i think of course this stigma that we have really plays a role in making um in 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 making suicide as a crime you know
0: Mm -hmm. and what about roshi
1: yeah thanks the question was is stigmatization of suicide in society the root cause of criminalizing suicide correct
0: Yes, that's
1: right. All right. In the past, I would say yes. But recently, I would say no. Because um, suicide has yet to be decriminalized due to somewhat of a political instability that we are facing. During the PH, Pakatan Harapan Administration, the then minister in the Prime Minister's Department, Dr V. K. Liu, mentioned that a policy paper was being drawn up to take a different appo- approach in criminalizing suicide and amending uh, Section 309 of the Penal Code Following that, everything was going according to plan, with the amendment supposed to be tabled in the Dewan Rakyat, the lower house of our Malaysian Parliament, in mid-2020. Unfortunately, the fall of Pakatan Harapan delayed this. On top of that, the political instability deterred the next two parliamentary sittings that were held. On top of everything that I have mentioned, Datuk VK Liu sadly passed away as well. So. Thus far, as it stands in Malaysia, the amendment to Section 309 of the Penal Code is stagnant, although various politicians, NGOs, CSOs have been advocating for mental health to be voiced out on the importance of decriminalising suicide, especially amidst the pandemic. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, We are actually very lucky to have uh, Roshan here today because he comes from a law background. So we'd like to ask him more regarding of uh, the law part of it. All right, so um, moving on to the next question. Why exactly is uh, Section 309 of the Penal Code repelled? Ocean?
1: Okay, Um. thus far it is, as far as I'm concerned, it's not repelled yet. Yet it should be repelled to safeguard the mental health and overall well-being of Malaysians. To repel this section of the penal code it does take a lot of work and there are parliamentary processes and legal processes that we have to go through for example once the policy paper is being drawn up it has to get the approval from the attorney general's chambers it has to be debated upon in uh, parliament it has to be passed in the Dewa Nagara following the royal gazette and only then can the penal code be amended
0: thank you roshi okay so with the uh, increasing numbers of suicide now in malaysia right how can decriminalizing suicide prevent increasing uh, the number of suicide cases let's go with Zulaika.
2: If, uh, i actually made a reading to the malaysian journal of psychiatry june 2019 it stated that there is no evidence that says that if you decriminalize suicide it leads to less suicide i mean like it leads to more suicide attempts because we, you cannot simply generalise all suicide attempts having the same reason. You need to know what are the reasons. Maybe sometimes these people commit suicide because of the stigma that we have towards mental illness. So when you allow these people to actually seek help knowing, for example, uh, you know someone who is actually suffering uh, having suicidal thoughts, when they can actually say it loud, I mean, go to the right person, they can actually prevent themselves from having more thoughts of, attempting suicide, because you actually now acknowledge that this is something that you should not criminalise. Rather than you, uh, I I mean, this is something that you should not criminalise because it is a mental illness. So, you need to stop the stigma towards mental illness first in order to reduce suicide attempts. When we decriminalise suicide, the chances that those have the suicidal thoughts are able to express themselves without feeling burdened or scared. Uh, I think it's a method for for those suffering mentally to provide them with the right guidance and care. You know, when you actually uh, no longer criminal criminalize suicide. Also, I think that you need to see it like um, when you put uh, suicide as a crime, criminalizing suicide, it just adds up to the stress level. And I believe that once you're caught under the Section Three O Nine, you will feel more stressful. So. The idea those the uh, suicidal thoughts that you have might increase. So in order for you to decrease this and reduce the suicide case that we have, maybe we can just decriminalize suicide. I think that's just my opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Thank you,
0: Zuleika. Okay, so um, Roshan, based on what Zulika mentioned um, before this, um what is your idea regarding to to this whole prevention of of uh, suicide by decriminalizing suicide? And uh, is decriminalized suicide the best method to prevent suicide? If so, is the support to decriminalize suicide enough in Malaysia? Off to you.
1: Sure. Thanks for that. Um, to answer the first question, is decriminalizing suicide the best method to prevent suicide? Based on the research that I have done, I would say yes. Simple uh, reason: when suicide is considered a criminal act, suicide attempts are often hidden. And suicide deaths are unreported thus giving the false impression that suicidal behaviors are less are less prevalent these are words actually from Tan Sri uh, Lee Tham Thai who was the patron at Befrienders. a few studies have shown that suicide rates tend to decline in countries after decriminalization I would say yes it is the best method to prevent suicide let's look at a few case studies within the ASEAN region we have seen Singapore our neighboring nation who has decriminalized suicide early in 2020, before the pandemic, and they have actually seen um, a reduction in the attempted suicide cases, and those attempting to seek suicide have got the necessary help that they are needing. Um, The following question, is the support to decriminalize suicide enough? In my personal opinion, at this point in time, it's not enough from the federal government. There has to be more awareness that must be raised across the board and the only way um, we can tackle this issue because lives are literally at stake is with bipartisan support. Activists, those in the NGOs, CSOs have said time and time again but they are overburdened and the federal government together with support from bipartisan support from the Dewan Rakyat has to push through as lives are literally at stake thank you all
0: right so we understand that there's only so much that um, the government can do and there's only so much that you know every other ngo or or body or what can do but in this particular uh, question i'd like to ask how can youth contribute in decriminalizing suicide what's the best option and the best way that youth can contribute even in the in the smallest way possible um
1: off to you roshan yeah, thanks i like this question um now education is the most important to me on this topic through various organizations which is what the youth can do educating themselves uh, pushing the agenda more and more i always like to say this ideology never dies they can read up on it if they have people who are showing symptoms of being suicidal they can be aware because they never know. Like we've mentioned, majority of the demographic committing suicide in Malaysia comprise of youth. So they, how can the youths contribute towards decriminalising suicide, doing their best to help out within their various NGOs, CSOs, any organisation that they are involved in, be it in their college or university, and educating themselves more on this topic.
0: Mm-hmm. And Zuleika, do you have anything to add on for this particular uh, question?
2: Uh, I agree with Roshan, but Kaish, we need to know that um, the, the things that we do is just maybe to support uh, in, in reducing in reducing uh, suicide. But you cannot um recriminalize suicide because it is uh, an act. So what I think that with the rise of a lot of young activists and a great number of youth, are unaf- unafraid afraid to speak up. So our voice is actually being heard. There are a lot of platforms that we can use to reach out to people. For example, uh, we can raise awareness through our social media, which is very common. We can create a poll to actually support this idea to see like how many people actually on board with this. And also probably uh, begin a petition so that it can be submitted to the right bodies and authorities to help us together fight and bring this issue to the higher-ups. You know, I think that's all. Thank you. We'll it's
0: like a. Huh? Okay, so um we are coming to the almost coming to the end of this episode. We'd just like to ask, let's go with Roshan first, how and who should youth seek for help if they are facing suicidal thoughts in terms of maybe NGOs, organizations, or in terms of individuals?
1: Thanks, guys. What a great question. Well, um, there are actually a lot of organizations out there, but we want due to this current MCO, there are also a lot of restrictions towards the amount of help that they can uh, give to the youth if they are facing suicidal thoughts. For example, a few NGOs or CSOs that you can reach out to are the befrienders, um, which you can find them on social media and they're online. They have a 24-hour hotline. The Malaysian Mental Health Association, MMHA, M I S M I A S A Miasa, just to name a few, which are active on social media. Within all, if you're facing any suicidal thoughts as a youth, whether you're in college or university as well, uh, this pandemic has been challenging towards those doing online distance learning feel free, if you're open to it, to share with your counsellor in your university.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a great suggestion. In fact, I think most universities, even at this point of time, um, psych majors are also um, offering free counselling services to help with this current um, situation of this pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's a great way to cope with uh, times like this. So, yeah, let's hear from Zulaika now.
2: Uh, I think for me, there's actually also one which is called Talian Kase. It is actually under the Ministry of Women, Family, and Community Development. So it's a twenty-four hour, twenty-four hour hotline which you can call, and these people will listen to your problems and can advise you. But if you think that your uh, your your suicidal thoughts, or maybe you can't really you don't think that through um, speaking can actually resolve your problem, you can actually go to the government clinics or any private hospitals and make up appointments to meet therapies or, because they are actually trained personnel compared to those you speak uh, through phone, you know, these people actually know what's actually going on and how the brain functions. But I think if you think that you can't trust, you have a bit of a trust issue you can actually just talk to your friends or family those who you actually trust and make sure these people are very supportive of you and they will listen to your problems and they could suggest you what you can do and always be there for you i think that's just the i think that's one of the best ways that you can actually rely on thank you
0: thank you Zulaika all right so uh, before we end let's get uh, a few closing remarks from roshan and
1: Zulaika. so roshan yeah um thanks so much you know to IN malaysia for having such an, an interesting topic which is also a crucial topic in the time of a pandemic let's just imagine that decriminalizing suicide is something that has to be addressed as fast as possible as lives are at stake uh, legislative aside sometimes what we can do is just try to educate ourselves as most as possible and um be in line and be in touch with the NGOs and CSOs out there so if you know anyone who is facing suicidal thoughts you can channel them yes we are not uh, trained to maybe counsel those who are going through suicidal thoughts but we can be the liaison to connect them to someone who is the little parts you do or the little awareness that you you share on your social media on things like. Um, NGOs spreading um, awareness against those having suicidal thoughts, it can actually save lives. And the little things are the ones that really count. And lives are really at stake here, especially in this pandemic. Thank you all.
2: All right, thank you, Roshan. And what about Zalaika? Okay, I think it's uh, it's a great job for IN to actually have this topic, which is decriminalizing suicide, because... Because I think the time has changed and one of the biggest issue, the social issue that we're actually uh, having right now is suicide. This is something common now that we should see it as a problem. Maybe back then it's not an issue, but now it is. So it's time for us to actually focus on this because when something has become a bigger problem, you need to sit back and look at what is going on. I'm, I mean, Malaysians are suffering mentally, especially in this COVID situation as what Roshan has mentioned. I think we should all actually uh, focus on mental health now, especially in this COVID situation. I think that's all from me. Thank you.
0: Alright, thank you so much, Roshan and Zulaika. That's right, mental health is very important and crucial at times like this. So, feel free to talk to someone um, and, yeah, you know, I'm sure everyone will be Happy to lend an ear at times like this. So yeah, thank you very much. I'm Kaij J and before I sign off, stay tuned, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you until we meet again.